0: Attention all business owners. Are you tired of managing your finances and taxes on your own? Let the experts at 1-800-Taxmasters help. Our team of experienced professionals offers a range of services to help you keep your finances in order, from personal and business tax returns to monthly accounting, quarterly and annual tax planning, and virtual controller and CFO services. With our virtual services, you can get the support you need without ever having to leave your office. Don't let taxes and finances stress you out any longer. Visit www.1800taxmasters.com today and let us handle the numbers so you can focus on growing your business. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E. I I have a a cool guest on today. He's a, a, a construction worker, volunteer firefighter, podcaster. I let him tell you his story. Welcome to the show, Sean Robinson. Thanks, wiser. appreciate it. Excited for, to be here. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show, man. Really appreciate it. All right, nice so pleasure. let's just let's, let's get into this. All right, so what what inspired you inspired you to be a, become an electrician and a and a volunteer firefighter? And how does these industries shape your views on masculinity? Uh masculinity, I can't say it now. And self-improvement um well so my my dad's
1: uh was a volunteer firefighter growing up so i had it uh around my life uh and my two younger brothers we grew up in that environment we were you know helping out with uh different training nights pretending to be you know victims and stuff uh, while they carried us out of different things so i kind of had eyes for it from quite a young age and um, my dad's also a mechanic so um, i knew i didn't want to be a mechanic and i thought uh what else hands-on could I do that uh kept me in the trades and uh electrical was always interesting to me so I kind of uh you know had headed down that path and I thought if I wanted to do full-time fire someday the electrical uh um, sector would would be a good place to to get me there so I guess uh where that ties into masculinity and and kind of where my upbringing was you know it's uh there's a lot of pressure in, in those industries, uh, amongst others, of course, but a lot of pressure to, to carry your life a certain way to, you know, do certain things on the weekends. And you have that story, um, come Monday and and everybody's kind of not everybody, but most people seem to be living along the same line. So, um, where I found I was stuck, we'll call it, um, was maintaining that lifestyle, maintaining, you know, drinking every weekend, um, nights, Partying, um, you know, you're making overtime, you're spending more money than you should. And then the overtime goes away and you're left getting caught up. Like there's there's a whole range of topics around around that that sector. But um, my experience, 20 years plus between like each uh, electrical and firefighting it's very very dominant masculine environment and and there's a lot more women getting involved and that's great um but it's still very dominant masculine and and there's a very macho man mentality there and and you a lot of long time for me it was you just had to suck it up right there's it, it follows us everywhere but you suck it up you get it done you know if you have any issues um, mentally, physically, it, it's on you to fix it. You know, your support system at some places are better than others. It's just, it's not there like it probably should be. And I felt for so long that if it was on, if I was going to fix anything, if I was going to not live the lifestyle or do something contrary, once I got over everybody, you know, all the ribbing and, and uh, that I might've gotten, it was like, um, it was a lot tougher to get away from that um and be different so the, the pressure was uh you know was was pretty hard
0: so what 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 have you done okay so you answered a few of the the second question i was gonna ask you because you but what were some of the uh examples of uh, toxic masculinity with uh within the construction business and firefighting so i guess mentally um and it's getting
1: better. Right. And I think society is getting a lot better dealing with with mental health. But um, you had to be you had to maintain a strong, tough person um, meant uh, physically, mentally there. And 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 what that meant was if, if you were dealing with something that that was affecting your performance or that was contrary to that, um, you know, you were going to take a certain amount of abuse from the people around you, you know, you couldn't keep up or you couldn't do something. So um, getting away from the group and deciding to to not do that anymore, it was like, you know, being, bringing a lot more attention. So if, if, if I was deciding, and, and I guess where this comes in is, I had decided at the end of 2020, that I'd, I needed to make a few changes. You know, I was 320 pounds. I wasn't happy with where I was at, feeling pretty down, and I had to fix it on my own. I felt I had to fix it on my own. I couldn't reach out for help. You know, it was you have to maintain that tough person. You're not a tough guy. You're not, you know, in that in that environment if if you have to ask for help and if you can't fix it yourself. So I, I just decided I was gonna I was gonna take a break from drinking. Um, I wasn't gonna have any alcohol. I didn't know how I was gonna do it, but every Every time that I got into that, you know, work environment on either of those sectors and I wasn't going to do that, it was a whole new set of challenges. How was I going to hang out with and live with this lifestyle and not do probably one of the biggest uh, leisure things that that people do?
0: Okay. Um, you've written a book about your journey to sobriety and overcoming habitual drinking, right? Um, yeah. How has this journey impacted your views on being masculine and self-help? So in the beginning, when I was, you know, not
1: asking for help, I, I for some reason, I got it in my brain that I couldn't listen to, you know, talk radios and, and podcasts and and self-help. And, you know, not that there isn't people reading in construction, but I think a lot less people are, are reading, especially the self-help genre. So um, the commute that I have to work 45 minutes or so, I started wanting to make better use of that time. I thought if I'm going to do this, there's there's got to be something else I can do than listening to the same songs um, to make better use. So I started lo- looking into it. I'm like I-, I wanted to make this lifestyle change. I wanted to, to to be different than I was before. And the only way to do that was to start doing different things. So whether I felt it was for me or not, I started looking into different podcasts. I started looking into different content that that kind of spoke to me. I was finding myself on you know the school of Greatness and different podcasts like that. and and in the beginning, it was I was listening to people. there was he's got actors and celebrities and different people and other podcasts do the same, right? I was I was finding someone that I felt I could relate to that brought me into the content because I didn't feel that i was ready for that expert opinion or the doctor's opinion or or their you know um, professional literature it wasn't for where i was at mentally at that time Um, i've come to appreciate that and we can get into that more but in that moment i didn't need any of that because it felt like so much more pressure to you know be a lot more different than i was ready for at the time So when I started listening to, you know, the inspirational content and podcasts, audiobooks, making better use of this this commute time that I had, you know, it it really opened up such a huge world for me that I didn't see before. And I couldn't have seen it. And it's perfect with your, you know, the theme of your your show stuck in my mind. It was, that's where I was at. I, I was so bought into this old identity that I carried that I couldn't, listen to this stuff. I couldn't read this stuff because it showed a weakness that I felt I wasn't allowed to show I wasn't allowed to be vulnerable because, you know, these tough sectors that I'm so used to being in didn't allow for that we weren't talking about stuck in my mind podcast, we weren't talking about the kind of information and content that that you're putting out there. And, you know, it it needs part of me deciding to write this book was And we can get into that. But it was it was showing that someone from my background and with that mental um, identity, we can do this. Right. You don't have to stay in that world that you're used to. There's nobody keeping you there but yourself. And that's where I was at.
0: And, and, and And those the two fields that we're talking about are two of the most manly man fields. you you can think of construction and firefighting and when you think of that of any anybody who works those jobs you think of them being tough guys and tough and again tough guys aren't supposed to be showing emotions showing vulnerability showing that they're they're not perfect they can they can make mistakes they can they they're not capable of doing everything but it, it, of course, you're gonna in those in those industries, you're gonna have guys rib you, and and joke and clown you because oh, you're a sissy, you're not a man, you're not strong enough, and 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 that's but that's and that's crazy because that's how it's always been for men. Yeah. It's always been that we're not allowed to be vulnerable, we're not allowed to show our emotions. It's just, it's a it's just a sign of weakness, and it's the complete opposite to be able to to show that you're vulnerable and to show that you, you, you don't know the answer to everything and and that you are willing to ask for help. That that's what makes you a strong individual. Absolutely. And
1: and and unfortunately, and, and my parents, I had a decent upbringing, but there was definitely some some trauma there, you know, there were some things that that uh, I was a part of growing up and, and, and it's nothing too bad. But, you know, it definitely affected me certain ways. So being tough, and being, you know, um, I'm the oldest of my of the two brothers. So there was there was an expectation for me to carry it probably a little bit more than them. Because, you know, I was the next thing to a parent for a lot for a long time when my parents were at work or, or babysitting or whatever. So you know, and then my, my dad having like, being mechanic and, and him having firefighting and, you know, his father, I never knew him, but he passed quite young. So, you know, while my dad figured it out on his own, essentially, you know, he only knew what he knew. So then I only knew what I knew through him. And, you know, the, the examples that are set for us aren't always the best example, right? We kind of have to use what we learn from our parents and from people around us and then, you know, take that and and develop from it you know fix the things we can fix and just being a uh, very toxic masculine you know i had that upbringing that i had to you know be tough you know you're a mechanic you fix your car you, yeah. you you're a firefighter the firefighters don't show this emotion you, you have to be tough all the time and then i have i have three kids and you know you start to get into that mindset where you're you know you've got to pay this forward to some degree you know we want to, you want my kids to be tough to two boys and a girl yeah the boys are older so you know you get to a point where the boys have to be tough you have to you know do these things that men do and and then you start to realize as i did my, my daughter was born two two and a half years ago as the i kind of started this journey and was part of the reason i wanted to be different but you see the world so much differently when you allow that bit of change when you when you realize i don't have to maintain the way that i'm used to or the way the example that i had I can be who I need to be in that moment. I can be who my kids need, need in that moment. I can be who, you know, who I want to be, not who I think that I need to be.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So how how have you incorporated self-help resources like books, podcasts, journaling into your daily routine and what benefits have you experienced and, and, and um, what kind of results? so <clears throat> when i started
1: listening and and did so in such a small dose and and did so um you know with people that i could felt i could relate to i didn't realize at the time but i was doing one of the the best forms of habit uh, f- farming right I, I was starting small developing on it and and being consistent i was doing all the things I just didn't know that that was the way i was supposed to be doing it so it was very very lucky for me the way i did it so listening to, to these podcasts, i started branching out from the people I thought i could relate to and then i started looking into some stuff that that interested me you know i was looking into forming new habits i was looking for this lifestyle change so you know let's let's do some research on habits so you know a lot of the the, the people that are on these shows um, they've got some resources behind them that they're speaking from, whether it's their own experience or whether they've written something, read something, believe something. So as I started to appreciate more and more of the people that I was listening to, I started looking into more and more of their content. So, um, you know, habit forming James clear and, and, uh, Charles Duhigg, there's some authors that have written some, some higher profile stuff. There's some lower profile, but, um, so starting small with these two podcasts, getting into audiobooks, um, because of my commute, I can finish, you know, a, a decent length book each week. So um, you know, those started to pile up. And then um learning more about the quality sleep and um different different lifestyle things and dieting, I started to realize my phone at bed. You know, they recommend you shouldn't have a certain amount of phone blue light before bed. So I thought I'm not going to look at my phone and uh, look at Facebook when I'm in bed, I'm going to start to read. So, you know, I I still have it in there because the fire department, a pager goes off, I got to go, but it's across the room, right? So I I don't have that near me to, to use it. I, I started reading at night. So the more and more I was reading at night, the more I was finishing these books. I was finishing audiobooks, more podcasts, the content that I was absorbing from, from these, these areas was just massive. And uh, it just became so life-changing that, that I wanted to share it more. And all the while, um, I'm not drinking. So where this started for me was deciding to take this break from drinking so as i'm learning about habits i'm learning about you know changing lifestyles in the, the 20 days uh, 40 60 100 days um, i started keeping track on the calendar so everything that i did including not drinking was you know a notch a circle a square a box on my calendar and i could see all these things pile up so um an example i wasn't happy with you know my my brushing my teeth. I, I didn't feel I was doing it enough. So every morning, I would brush the teeth, my teeth, I would check the uh, morning top of the calendar, every night, same thing. I So I'd have two check marks a day. You know, I do that, I'm looking to do that for 100 days. And then, you know, I did that drinking more water, not drinking. So as I got to 100 days, I shut it off, you know, I stopped keeping track of it, because I wanted to test and see if, if this was something I was going to maintain. And at that 100 day mark, um it was like i'd made it you know like i I didn't go to bed i didn't wake up without brushing my teeth as as that example i didn't i didn't want to drink and uh at that moment and as i as i was working through that another thing that that men don't do we don't like we do but we don't journal right it's not very tough to be a journal type um especially
0: You think of it as a, a diary. You think of it as a woman's diary. It's a diary, and, exactly. And it's not. It's it's you just expressing your thoughts, putting down whatever you have in your mind on paper. Yeah. And we don't we didn't we don't look at it as that. We look at it as a, as a girl's thing. Who oh you got a diary? That's something yeah. that some guys would make fun of. Or you have a diary. But I have journals all over my room, all over my office.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, in uh, construction, firefighting, it's a diary and you got your crushes in there yeah. and, and you've got all these these things that that are and aren't, um, you know, true in some degree. But, you know, journal and I wasn't going to talk about it. I, I didn't want the shit and abuse I was going to get from having this journal, but it became a huge place for me when I was down at the end of 2020, overweight, feeling terrible. I started you know, keeping track of it. But it was, it became a place I was just beating myself up, right? You know, why can't you figure this out? You know, better, like, don't let the people get to you. But without the tools, without being open to the content that I became, you know, months later into 2021, I wasn't going to get there, right? I wasn't going to get there on my own. I needed the help. I just didn't know how to get there without it. So, you know, into the the beginning of the journey and going through dry January, February, not drinking um, and listening to all this content, I started to learn more and more about it. So I started adding those things to what I was doing. Like I said, I didn't realize in the moment I was, you know, doing the proper forming for habit and lifestyle change. But this journal became a place for me to document what i was doing it became a place for me to to put down the ideas put down what did and didn't work and put down the pressures i felt from the people around me uh family friends whoever that uh were in my life that didn't understand the transition i was trying to make as much as i didn't understand but as i started to learn they they weren't yet so this journal about nine or ten months into the year that became you know i wanted to be off drinking for a year at that point so I was, I was getting through the year and a friend asked me, you know, how's, how's the not drinking going? And uh, I said, Oh, sh- I could write a book. And I got thinking about it. Like I, I've been doing this journal all year. It's October. There's been a whirlwind of information from where I was at mentally to, you know, that moment, how much I've accepted, how much I've, you know, how much content I've, I've, I've gone through. And, and when I was in the beginning and I didn't want I didn't I wasn't ready for the professional opinion and the professional literature. Um, My version was what I needed when I got started, you know, someone that is just a normal person just going through something that that a lot of people deal with. I decided to start um, in the last couple of months leading up to the to the year mark putting it more into a book format, you know, maintaining my journal, but putting it into a format where it wasn't me writing to myself. It was me presenting it in a, in a way that, you know, my former self would, would have been able to understand it, follow along and know what I was talking about.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Um, as an entrepreneur, how have you applied the principles of self-improvement and the personal growth to your business? So, and I know you're you're, you're
1: big for this, because uh, like, I've been listening to your show, but it, you just never stop learning. Um, I'm, I'm taking as many courses, I'm, I'm talking to as many conversations, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can from everyone around me, because as much as I didn't get into the content before, that's where we're going to pick this stuff up, right? That's us helping each other, that's the information exists already, we just have to know where to find it. And what better way to find it than from people that may have found it already, that have already been there. So um, as an entrepreneur, what I'm what I'm trying to do is just learn as much as I can and and absorb from everyone I can and give what I can to people.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 very big on on finding yourself a coach, finding yourself a mentor, someone who has done what you want to do. It's Listen, some of the best in, in the world have coaches. Some of the best actors, coach, basketball players, baseball, they have coaches. Mm-hmm. So for us to think that we're above coaching—that's that's that's where we already fail. That's where a lot of people fail at. Where they think, "Oh, I know everything." No, you don't. Yeah. There's things you. There's things, especially in, in business, there's things you're not going to know the answer to. So that's why you build these relationships. That's why networking, to me, is very important being able to build these relationships to to make these connections with people like yourself so i can learn and hear their story and and have them share and even the audience if they if they have a story to share they'll share it in the chat mm-hmm. or if they they have something on their mind they'll let it they'll let it in the chat and and that's why i transition to live is i'm not doing the same numbers i'm doing live as i was pre-recorded but I am enjoying it so much more because of the interaction with the people. Because now it's their show as well, because mm-hmm. they're a part of it. That's right.
1: Yeah, it uh, it definitely gets more people involved. Uh, you can you make it more interactive. It um, you know, maybe there is something that that you are not thinking about that that you haven't asked me or I am not you know speaking to yet, and and it gives uh, you know everybody that's that's listening a chance to to maybe put that in there and, and remind you to to get it out there.
0: So, can you discuss the challenges and opportunities of promoting change and evolution in these male-dominated industries? And what advice would you have for others seeking <clears throat> seeking to make a difference in these fields? I think I think right off the bat, um, there's a
1: lot of people out there that are just afraid to to talk about it and want to make those kind of changes. Um, I think being a person that's coming from that background is is maybe a strength that I have that will encourage others that are working in those fields to say, you know what, like I can be different. Um, So along that line, being, being someone that's going to stand out and do the, you know, the YouTube videos, put my content out there, be vulnerable more than anything and, and and use that pressure that I felt and that, you know, call it negativity for a minute and, and different uh, experience to show to people that, where there's more than just me there's more than just whoever going through these things so it, it encourages that that person that's in the same environment to to want to say you know what there is people that that work construction that that can change there is there is firefighters that are listening to these you know inspirational content and then and are sharing their their stories with someone else to try and make things better so so for me what what uh what i can do or what i'm trying to do is 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 just be that face from that background that that shows that you can get rid of an old mindset you can like for the longest time my excuse was this is just who I am right how, how many times have we heard this yeah. I come from this background this was the upbringing that I had so this is just me like I was 30 I yeah. 36 37 when I started you know into this and I, you know, if you'd asked me a couple years ago, I'd have told you that I was just uh, not coasting, but this is who I was. You know, I, I couldn't change certain things. But that's such an untrue statement. And it's not fair for our development when, you know, we, we hide behind that because it it is just an excuse because it's easy. Right. We don't have to ha- challenge or face a challenge if it, this is just who I am. So showing that I'm not going to hide behind that anymore and encourage and someone like me that is thinking the same thing like it's just an excuse
0: it's it's an excuse to 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 be complacent is it's, it's 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 an excuse for you not to make yourself uncomfortable and and, and not to make yourself because i started my myself i started my self-development journey in my 20s and after I lost my wife, I kind of. Just. Just just didn't care about anything anymore. And so when I when I resolved the issues that I that I was having and everything I was going through and finally. Came to my senses and realized that I needed to change my life for the better, I got back into self development. I got it back into reading, Audiobooks, everything you're doing, and the transformation. The trend like I knew a lot of things I was just I just wasn't applying them because mm-hmm. I was just going through whatever I was, I was in the dark space, and and I was and it was that's just the path I had to get go through to get to where I'm at now. And now it's just just me focusing on trying to get better every day learning something new every day having these conversations with these great guests like yourself and being able to to share this message with other people is it's it's a a great feeling it's giving me purpose and when you find your purpose there's nothing greater than that
1: no it's it's true there's there is there is an enlightenment to it and you know it one thing I found extremely difficult: uh, not everybody is in the zone, right? Not everybody appreciates this yet. And and I'll be honest, I was there, right? I was there, and and there was such a whirlwind of social media content, videos, people just having a better life than what I thought I needed, and I, I was miserable about it. I was negative all the time. It was it translated everywhere, and. You know, Ed Milet talks about, uh, I don't know if it's his his quote, but I've heard it from him a few times, but he says you're the most qualified to help your former self. So it seems everything I'm doing now is is not because I'm any better than anyone else. It's, it's to give m- my former self more help and anyone that, that can relate to what I came from and have gone through. So... But that struggle with people, you know, listening to the hour and a half or so of content every day, plus what I read and everything else, um, I want to talk about those things, right? And and there's a certain amount of people that I've learned and met and, and have developed relationships with that are in that space, and that's great. But then I come back to other people, family, friends, whoever, that, that they're not there yet, so I have to talk gingerly because I don't want to, you know be in their face too much because i didn't want that when i was there right you kind of just
0: yeah, sorry they're, not, they're not ready they're not ready to receive the message they're not, no. ready to, they're, not no. they're not at that point in their life where they're ready to receive that message from you or because they'll look at it as because they'll keep. To, they'll continue to see the old you they don't see the new you they don't see the you where you've made these changes, where you've become more positive, you've been focusing more on, on your development. They keep thinking and seeing you as the past you. So yep. why would they want to listen to the past you? Because they know who you were. You know, but it's it, it's it's it is how that's that's what that's how it is. It's that sometimes you think that your family would be the first ones to. To fall in line and be like oh we're really this is how we go it'd be the people that you least suspected
1: yeah um an example so not drinking um the fire department you know it, it was never that i mixed the two but but we have a social life outside right when we're not responding those are some of my closest friend friends and basically family so you know we would spend some nights and weekends and stuff um when we're not working or or doing the firefighting and you know we would spend a lot of time together um my my brother is on the department with me and um we'd go out after training and and just unwind a bit right have a couple drinks and i wasn't doing that anymore and that was one of my pressures was this just habit, and that's where I speak to the habitual part of it was this lifestyle that I had and, and the habit of of being this way in certain environments. Well, my brother was like, Oh, you're not drinking. Well, have you got your Indian guy for coin yet? Like asking me about whether or not I have yeah, a yeah, coin. Yeah. And I'm like, This is my brother, and we have a good relationship. He's, he's, you know i think he's come around because he understands that yes i'm not the old me that the new person i'm trying to be is is a legitimate transition and him like we have to give the people around us a bit of credit because they don't see it the way we're feeling it yeah. so it takes them maybe it takes them a little bit to to realize that we mean it this time and by asking me you don't have your coin yet like how terrible can that be if i didn't have enough behind me at that point already to be like, you know what? He just doesn't know what I'm, where I'm at yet.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, everybody that, that around us, like it, we have to learn when we're in that zone and we're in this space that not everybody's going to be there. Not everybody's on this level yet.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we we've we've discussed that um so how but has it has it been um if your fire fire your your brothers in the fire department have have they come now to the point where they're supportive of more of what you're doing? They definitely have. Um, there was
1: so <clears throat> one of my best friends and this is in my in my book, but he like he was in my wedding. He's I work with him electrically and we're on the fire, the fire department together. So, uh, you know, he's someone that we've I've shared a lot of the same um, experiences with in both sectors. So he was in my wedding. Um, I was in his wedding. His wedding was just a year or two ago. And it was about two years ago. In the beginning of this journey for me, I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know how long I was not going to drink for. And I'm still not drinking. But in that moment, I didn't know how long I was going to go for. But we drank quite a bit at my wedding and over the years. So every function that we had, you know, the Jack and Jill's, the celebrations, the bachelor parties, everything, you know, you better fucking drink at my wedding. Every function was, okay, well, you better drink at my wedding. And it just hung over me. Every, everywhere we went because i didn't know what i was doing i did i wasn't telling a lot of people about it because i was still in that space that i didn't feel i could talk about it without getting you know the the uh the ridicule, yeah. ridicule um so it was even to him i was like oh you know yeah probably probably fine and i kept rushing it off but it was huge for me in my mind it was such an, an anxious topic for me i had like was so nervous everywhere i went because you know he was like not everywhere i went but everywhere i went in that drinking environment when when he was there because there was a lot of pressure and there was others on the fire department worked with that were you know along the same it was it was a lot of pressure to maintain the same lifestyle and as this wedding approached and I had to figure out how like that I wasn't going to do it you know there was there was moments where I had to talk talk about it and say you know this is you know I'm just not going to do this I'm not going to not show up I'm not going to not be there for you I'm not going to you know not have a good time I'm just not going to drink. And it took a little more than, than a year before people started coming around and, and they have, right. They get it now. And, and where I was so worried about what was in my cup or what I was holding in my hand, as we stood around talking or hanging out, you know, I was more worried about it than they were, but they didn't know how to handle me because like you said, it was, it was, we were so used to that old version of me that, yeah. that I was, Man, I was one of the. I I didn't trust my friends, so I I never went to bed early. I was always the last one up because you know you, people get messed with when you when you go to sleep first at a party or somewhere. So I, I was just always one of the last ones up, and it became a point where I just didn't care. You know, I'm going to hang out, but I'm going to go to bed now, or I'm going
0: to I'm going to go home. Thanks, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. So. How, did, how how have you measured success in your personal and business life and what what motivates you to keep going? I think uh, I think once I realized that, that all of this
1: content, everything that we can do for ourselves, it translates everywhere we go. It translates in every relationship. It translates, you know, to our kids, to our parents, to our coworkers. Um, I've I've, always been a motivated person even in, in my like you know and call it the darkest moments um, but using where I'm at and using the content and the things I'm learning I can't stop listening to this content I can't stop reading the books it seems everything I listen to I, I'm always writing down new new books people recommend on on these shows um, different audiobooks you know speak to and quote different other books and and I'm, I'm constantly just looking into it i'm constantly reading and, and and evolving and everything translates everywhere else like i said so um once i realized that the way we carry ourselves um in in this moment to the to at work to with my kids it it just it keeps me going and, and honestly it keeps me accountable mm-hmm. i'm not in a position to just run back and start the lifestyle that i left but it is a it is a common place for me mentally and like any habit it's easy for us to go back to where we're used to being yeah. so by putting myself out there continuously and and speaking and doing shows and and you know i've started some youtube videos and, I, and i've i'm evolving my content um it, it keeps me accountable and it keeps me learning in a new way right and Um, I'll be honest, not everybody, like we said, wants to listen to this stuff, but the people that do will look for it. Right. The people that do want to see it are going to find it. They may not always engage with it, but the message will
0: get out there. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, man. Sean, this has been great. It's been my pleasure having you on the show. Uh, Now is the time of the show where you get the solo layout and you get to plug away and let everybody know where they can find you. Everything. Okay. Well, I'm,
1: uh, my website, seanrobinson.ca. Um, I've got my, my book, the contents direct, uh, right from there, but it's through Amazon and Barnes and Noble, all the bookstores, they have it, uh, available. They don't think they all stock it, but it's there. It's, it's called going dry. My path to overcoming habitual drinking. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, going dry, um, YouTube. Sean Robinson, Going drive got, uh, I think, about a dozen short videos that I'm posting weekly on there. So uh, check it out, engage, and uh,
0: I'd love to hear uh, any feedback. I appreciate it all. Man, thank you for, for definitely being on the show, but don't leave just yet. Uh, I'm actually going to play a quick promo for my brother, Poppy Jay's uh, book out on Amazon as well. Um, and I'm, I actually... Cut the promo myself and, and edited and the video and all that. So I'm proud of that. But uh, um, let me uh, run this promo and then I close out the show. But uh, don't leave yet because we're going to chat a little bit off the air. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Everyone has a story, but few have the power to change lives. Introducing the plush life from prison to peace. By Anthony J Gonzalez with Pepper Chambers, a journey of redemption and transformation. Follow Anthony's raw and honest story as he finds his new purpose in life, turning his darkest moments into a guiding light for others. This inspiring story will take you through Anthony's journey, showing you that it's never too late to change your path and embrace your true potential. Don't miss the life-changing tale of redemption and the power of the human spirit. Get your copy today! of the plus life from prison to peace on amazon and ibook and witness the incredible power of transformation yes so yeah that's the promo um uh, so that's everybody awesome. can get it you can find it on amazon or ibooks everywhere um so now it's time to close out the show hold on a second let me do my shout outs all right big shout out to everybody in the chat ben uh Snowman, Anthony J. Gonzalez, Hawk TV, thank you guys for coming through. I greatly appreciate it. Big shout out to my Real Wise fam, Poppy J, Brandy J, love you guys. Big shout out to the Boss Lady Fina. Love you and appreciate you, babe. Big shout out to, to Sean Robinson for coming through and sharing his story and his journey, man. Greatly appreciate it. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out.